Hey everyone and welcome to the No Promises podcast episode number two. In this one we are at Ray's Mountain Bike Park with Nick Bruce and I wanted to take a quick second to give a shout out to Ray's. They provided us with the location to do this podcast with Nick. If you haven't heard about Ray's, it's been described as the Disneyland for BMX. There's tons of different sections and rooms for everyone of all skill levels of all different interests within the bicycling world if you don't know or if you haven't been there yet go it's in cleveland ohio they're actually closing for the season today but they will be open throughout the summer every sunday night so if you're still in the area or you want to make a trip you will still be able to ride rays there will just be some areas that are closed so with that being said let's get into the podcast and talking with nick thank you for listening watching and i hope you enjoy all right, here we are, <laughs> the No Promises podcast with Nick Bruce and Sponge, and maybe he doesn't need an introduction, but we're going to give him one anyways, <laughs> the, the future BMX Olympian, yeah. Olympic <laughs> participant of the US, and my co-host Sponge, and first thing we're going to talk about, obviously... The Olympics. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, whatever you can say about it. Um, maybe give us a quick summary before we get too in-depth with anything about it. Okay. Um, so basically, as of summer 2017, we found out that BMX Freestyle made it to the Olympics for 2020. And there's no selection process made yet, so we're hoping we find out this summer like how it works to qualify, I guess, for the Olympics. So like right now, no one's like for sure on a team yet or whatever. Right. I don't know. I didn't know that part. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> confusing. <laughs> yeah, they made it look like you guys were in. Yeah, no, it's kind of confusing because the whole USA cycling thing. Yeah. Um, like everyone's like, dude, congrats on Olympic team. I'm like, ah, oh, man, it's not qu- quite the Olympic team. Like trying to like reply, reply nicely. But um, yeah. but it's just, I mean, Team USA is like, or uh USA Cycling, it's their first time actually sponsoring BMX freestyle athletes. So that's huge. It's well, like who, another sponsor. who spearheaded that? Did somebody have to lobby to get that in? Or is it um, just like a board is like, it's popular in all these countries? Well, UCI is like a sanction under the Olympics that got racing into the Olympics. And ever since UCI got involved with the Feast World Series, they like made it seem like they recognized the platform, like, okay, this could actually be an Olympic sport as right. well. So that was a huge push because there was all, there's a lot of drama amongst it because Hoffman, DMC, and his uh, federation, they really wanted to push it, but it, they tried for like 20 years and never got it. And then Feast came in, UCI got involved, and then boom, pretty quick. Didn't Kevin Robinson, was he a big advocate trying to get Bert so. or something at some point? I think so. So how did they pick the people who went and talked about it and everyone who posted the... The USA Cycling thing? Yeah, is there yeah. A dip- like, so yeah. there's a difference between Team USA and then being in the Olympics? Is yeah, that what it is? as of right now, yeah. So everyone we saw is part of Team USA, but not necessarily the guaranteed to be... Right. Okay. So that's the fun That's part. what they made it look like. It was like... I know. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I got so many messages and people are telling me that I'm like, right. Oh, like it was hard. It was hard to like correct. Right. Like, anybody? Well, how do you 
Yeah. Really happy for you. Yeah. And you're like, how do you say that? No, I'm not in <laughs> the Olympics yet. Yeah, it's cool because it's all like results based off of the Feast World Series. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, there's a catch point too because there's some guys that can't make it to all the stops. Mm-hmm. But I think now that they see USA Cycling getting involved and like all these nations cycling federations like actually supporting some riders, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, might as well uh, go to these feast stops. Because it's just based on your overall rankings. Mm-hmm. And say, like, there's a ton of, I mean, there's a, my uh, friend Kenneth Tonkra from Belgium, he's getting like a really serious like support just because he's the only Belgium rider. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's yeah. ranking like maybe 20th or something. Right. But he still gets probably like, he gets a lot. So, so that means based on your country, if right. you're the, if you're the only guy in your country and you get 20th, you could still be in because you're the only guy in the yeah. country. It's pretty gnarly. That I mean, makes sense. even yeah, also, there's another thing, because you know how Dares is always, like, number one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since his, uh, there's... See, this is the confusing part, because uh, Dares, he's from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about yeah. this. Yeah. He's the only Venezuelan rider, so we don't know if he... Even if he won, or, like, placed top three at a lot of a lot of the stops, his country has, won't... There's a potential... Um, like, his country doesn't have enough points for him to be even in the Olympics. Oh. So, gotcha. he could win, but but, not. but the country points are another factor in this whole deal. So, no one really knows. So, so your your country has to make enough points to even be considered. To even be considered, wow. yeah. See, there's a lot of... Like, yeah. There's a lot of... Dude, I have no very, idea of anything. Well, dude. nothing. Even just everything we've just talked about is not out there no. for the public to see. And everyone thinks... What we've already said that you guys are in. Yeah, it's still, still very, very early. Yeah, I thought it was just like the movie Cool Runnings, where you just like make a team and then you go to the Olympics and compete. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. I mean, it's getting interesting, and I'm sure this year will shake up everything, especially with this USA Cycling thing. Absolutely. But yeah, I don't know. I find it all exciting though, because yeah, you just don't know what the hell's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. If uh, like if you did potentially get in. Would you have uh, be able to go to like Olympic like training facility, or is that something where you just stay at home and they say like, um, give you resources? Actually, I have like um, because I'm a part of Team USA for you 2018. I actually have uh, all all the access to all the different resources that all Olympic athletes have. That's great. Wow. So, so I mean, that's that's my like, money. An Olympic skate they, park. Dude, there's a... When I went to Colorado Springs for that USA Cycling team launch thing or whatever, mm-hmm. um, we didn't see we didn't see the site, but there's like a giant track. And supposedly there's already a half pipe in the middle of it, and the guys were talking like, yeah, we could actually... We have the space to build ramps, make it like... That would be Whatever. Cool. That'd be nuts. It would be insane. Yeah, yeah. so... Are you going to stay in Cleveland if they put something out there? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know. That's, but no, I'm pretty, I, I live five minutes from race, 10 minutes from Changa. I love it here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'm gone, I'm gone enough to miss it. And then, you know what I mean? You could call this a little bit training facility. Yeah, for real. I mean, it worked for me. (laughs) 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 What, uh, like. Is there like a training program, like as far as diet, nutrition, like stuff off the bike? 
that uh, that they've given us. Not yet. Not yet. We like had to fill out like a lot of paperwork online, mm-hmm. physicals or anything like that. Or is it I'm that's hoping still not yet. Not yet. Yeah, okay. still very early. But they're like talking like, yeah, we'll get like a fitness assessment test or assessment test and see where we are, and then see where we could go or whatever. It's I don't know. I love that stuff. I'm really. I was, yeah, was going to ask. I'm really into that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Would you? Because you're still kind of like a health nut, or are you just oh, into fitness? Sure. Yeah, both. Yeah. I'm a, I just nerd out over food and it's a good thing. exercise yeah. and stuff, I guess. It's good for you. Like food in general or just like healthy Healthy options. foods. I mean, I'm still indulging some sweets or whatever. Yeah. It's a, it's a fair balance. What's that look like for you? Like, what? Like your, your average couple days, maybe. Like food? How you, how you plan out, like do you plan it or do you just have it available and get what you want? Or? I have like a set grocery list. And it's like, I mainly just eat salmon and sweet potatoes. I feel like it's the only thing I make. Really? Yeah. And eggs and oatmeal. But it's like the same four things. I always look in the fridge. I'm like, dude, I eat the same shit every <laughs> every day, every week. But no, I, I have like a secret, not a secret. I mean, it's just like a, a weird um, protocol I go by. Mm-hmm. Make your plate. <laughs> as gay as it may sound. <laughs> no, no, yeah. As gay as it may sound. <laughs> Make your plate as colorful as possible. Yeah. I call it, I mean, it's actually a thing now. It's called mm-hmm. the rainbow diet. Yeah. So make your plate as colorful as possible. And my theory is like, oh, if you if you fill yourself with rainbows, you're going to feel like a rainbow. <laughs> 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 that's, that's where it gets a little, little flamboyant, but if it I works, mean, it, it works. works. Yeah. yeah, I feel great. I love like it. Nobody can argue with your results. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's true. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you... You probably spend a significant amount. I mean, salmon, you don't just throw that in the microwave, right? Like, do you. No, you gotta bake it. And I meal prep the sweet potatoes. Like, it's a. That's like Sunday night, you crank out a bunch or something. Yeah. Dude, like, I was. I mean, I was thinking that the other day. Because now that I haven't been riding, Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, how did I cook so much while I was riding every day, too? Oh, yeah. Because now it's like, that's the only thing that's keeping me sane, is just sitting at home and cooking different things. Right. Just because it's like you get just completely zoned out when you're cooking, mm-hmm. kind of like when you're riding. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is sick. So I keep going to the grocery store making or buying shit, but it's just annoying. <laughs> What's your grocery store of choice? Do you have like a Giant Eagle and Aldi's? Aldi's, dude. Yeah. You have an Aldi's? Yeah. Dude, what you could you could spend a quarter of, of at Aldi's than what you would at Giant Eagle for the same amount of food or more. Like, mm-hmm. so I'll, being... I'll get like two things from or like there's like three things listed at Giant Eagle. Depends on what I need, and then most of it's from Aldi. So, yeah. so being health conscious, how different is there a difference between the food at Aldi's and Giant Eagle, or is it the same yeah. stuff? Same stuff, and I, I swear Aldi's has better quality. They have more. Or, I don't know if it's truly organic or whatever, right. but they truly. I mean, they. I don't know. I've always felt good. I don't get sick off of it or mm-hmm. whatever I'm buying from there, and it all it all looks good. Yeah. So, what do you indulge in then? Well, <laughs> food wise, yeah, food wise. Um, well, I had like uh, three pizzas on Sunday. Three? <laughs> no, we split it, but yeah, there was a lot of pizza involved last Sunday. But um, no, do you know what baklava is? Yeah, dude. Oh, the flaky, nutty pastry. Dude, yeah, my like. If it's in my sight, I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta, yeah. I gotta buy it and eat it. Like, it's the best thing in the world. 
Have you ever been, got it down at the Woodside Market or anything? I haven't got it from there. Yeah. I heard it's good. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. There's so many other places I keep checking out, but yeah. I that's the second, no, that might be the third time I heard it, so I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go check it out. Definitely go down there. It's worth the trip. I live, like, right, I live in that area. Oh, do you? Yeah, Ohio oh, City area. That's cool. Yeah, I just moved there not too long ago. So why aren't you riding your bike? Well, broke my collarbone December 3rd, and uh, that healed really quick. But while I was in the sling, I was playing COD uh, out of nowhere. <laughs> like, dude, I was killing it for like four days straight. Like, hell yeah, I could get, I could get good at this game. And the next minute, I couldn't aim because I couldn't, I can't flex my uh, right thumb. Like that. Ooh, that's actually a good. So I couldn't like play with the joystick, on, like to yeah. aim and stuff. I was like, what is going on? And I realized like my thumb wasn't working. I was like, oh. And I was like, ah, oh, it'll go away in a week or so. A week went by. Another week went by. And it's still not working. It's been like almost two months. I've seen like the hand specialist five different times, and he was just like, or just yesterday, he was like, um, you're gonna have to see my other hand specialist in two weeks. Wow. So oh I was just like, what the heck's going on? But my yeah. chiropractor gave me the clear to ride the pump tracks and stuff, so yeah. that's good. Do they know what is actually wrong? They thought it was tendonitis, like in the flexor tendon. Uh huh. But. Um, it doesn't follow the traditional patterns of tendonitis, I guess. So uh, they're like, we really don't know what's going on. <laughs> what would be the? Okay. Does it hurt to ride? Dude, it doesn't hurt at all. It's just like there's nothing there. It's just all because that's your grip. That's all. Yeah. Your grip. Man. And like yesterday was the first time riding the pump track. And of course you just get excited or whatever. Yeah. Like I got really comfortable. I started manually everything again, and then um, I tried to grab my brake. That's when it got like real sketchy. Uh, like, uh, I don't know. I was trying to like play with like which finger would actually work for the break. Mm -hmm. But, um, I don't know. It'll come back. What's uh, the typical pattern of tendonitis? I, I, don't... I think pain, mainly. Yeah. And then like there's... Clearing up after a couple weeks? or Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the like, dude gave me a shot of cortisone that was supposed to like calm it down. But that's what I think threw him in a loop. He's like, oh, I don't know if it's tendonitis or not. Okay. Strange. So who knows? Yeah. They don't think it's anything attributed to something else with the collarbone where your body did something else that's wacky or wonky. It just happened while you were playing. This, yeah. 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 That's and I, strange. Because I figured, because my hand was like, I mean, my elbow was frozen. Yeah. And like it was very, like it was painful in here. So I thought it was just a nerve thing. Mm -hmm. But apparently, no. <laughs> that's, all, both doctors were like, dude, no. Hmm. It's just um, tendonitis. I'm like, but no, I don't know. We'll figure out some more news, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. How much, uh, you, you work out often? I'm yeah, assuming. I've been able to, uh, train and stuff still. Yeah. So. What's, what's that like? How many days a week or? Um, I started, I started, um, seeing a trainer four days a week last year. It's been a year going to this guy. Love it. Um, it's only four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. But the stuff we do, it feels like it's equivalent to like, even like science-based, it's like kind of equivalent to doing like two a days, mm -hmm. all in one one hour session. So like you're you're taxed, like you're feeling it. And I feel like that was like a huge, um, huge factor of what contributed to success last year, which mm -hmm. is just feeling strong on the bike all year long. Yeah, like at some point, I mean, it's different when you're, I feel like the stuff that you do, like when you fall, it's a lot more significant than 
when that's mainly why I work out yeah for protection you know and is that why you, you think you had like such a good year that you were off for months and months with honestly yes yeah. because uh, the body's just conditioned and um, you just I don't know when your body's not fatigued as quickly you have more energy when you have more energy you're not going to get beat up or that makes sense you know I mean? yeah does everyone who you ride in contests with do the similar um, training? Or is there anybody yeah, who's just, just like drinking? Shit. Yeah, they're just <laughs> drinking beer, just going and riding. A wide variety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of guys are catching on, like, cause, cause for how, like, I won't, I don't want to say serious how competing's getting. Yeah. But like for all the potential opportunities that are the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind one, of a big deal. Yeah. yeah, and the. I tr- like I truly started working out before competing just like a long time ago just because I'm tired of feeling like shit when I'm mm-hmm. done with a minute like a minute long run that's hard yeah so it's yeah. like I'm just gonna keep working out and then like the things we're doing now is like a bit heavier and not it's more efficient like it's way more efficient with the things mm-hmm. we're doing so um, I don't have to spend two hours or longer in a gym I could go there for an hour and get twice the results I guess and uh, yeah just because I don't know, I just want to ride well, and I want right. to keep riding, so I'm going to do what I can to keep riding, I guess. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, there's even street riders who are getting serious oh, about yeah, that. Oh, yeah, man. People who don't compete at all. Dude, I watched, uh, um, well, Dakota Roach, um, he competes, but he had a little, um, they're called uh, Therabands, mm-hmm. and he, like, I saw someone's story, he's just doing, like, like quick little warm-up stretch, like, warming up all of his muscles, and he's mm-hmm. just in the middle of the streets. About to stack clips. I was like, that's badass. That's crazy. True professional. Well, I feel like even people stretch more. Like, yeah. like I've just seen people, like, in general, stretching more, which I feel like... The awareness. You would never think. Yeah, a couple years ago, you'd never think. And you'd never, you would never see it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I have a full, like, strict stretch routine every time before I ride or touch my bike. Or all I'm padding up, really, but... It's probably a really good idea. I swear it's, like, the best thing that's, uh, for my body, because mm-hmm. you... I don't know. I mean, you know how... Freaking. Well, if you fall wrong and you didn't stretch, you you could yeah. not ride for a while. Exactly. Just yeah. because something hurts their muscles. Right. And just um, overall, like riding so hard on the body. Yeah. You know, no matter even if you just land perfectly fine all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's just you gotta take care of it, I guess. For sure. Absolutely. Did you always plan on becoming like, or was that always the end goal? Was you know be a professional rider? Or did you have a backup plan? Like, uh, or anything you did beforehand? Well, truthfully, I, I kind of stopped riding in high school just because the parks in uh, the Youngstown area were all closing. So I just kind of, like, fell out of riding in high school, I felt like. But, um, I, like, growing up, like, oh, my God, like, it was a dream to... I mean, of course, mm-hmm. like, watching props and, like, everything. Like, I was like, I just want to be one of those guys at all the contests. I don't yeah. Just on trips, riding bikes, visiting different skate parks all around the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um... But I never really thought it was like actual po- actually possible until like because I was going to school like I was pretty like certain that I'd be a nurse mm-hmm. like not even kidding you and mm-hmm. uh, I was going to college and then my buddy was like um, oh do you know about the free flow tour amateur series do you guys remember that and that's literally yeah. the only reason I like found out who you were I never really seeing you anywhere before that and then I remember the, the whole do tour thing mm-hmm. winning that stuff and I'm like Holy crap. And then you really? went and like competed against the pros after the fact and that's whenever I found out. Really? Yeah. Holy like, smokes. I don't remember ever riding with you before that or anything. Yeah. 
but when when I was able to win the free flow things, that's when I was like, okay, maybe I should give this a shot. And then um, I was still going to school, like pretty really. I was mainly focused on school all the time. But the funny part is because I, I actually like this is actually really funny because I would work with my dad every single day, mm-hmm. so I never really had time to ride because he he has a landscaping and a construction business. I was his main worker, so I grew up working with him every single day, mainly in high school, because, you know, you know, any or whatever. And um, once I started going to class, or uh, taking college classes, I would schedule my college classes so I could, like, I would tell my dad, like, oh, yeah, I have class till like, 8 tonight, I'm sorry, I can't work yeah. today. But I'd really just get out of class at, like, 2 o'clock and drive up to Chenga. And I started, <laughs> that's when I started riding more, when I finally got into college. Like, I was like... Holy shit, I can actually ride it. the busiest time of your life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and then it just, the free flow thing happened, and then more and more opportunities kept popping up, and I just was like, okay, I just got to keep following it. And then, um, yeah. Then it got to a point where I was like, I wasn't even in class. There was no sense of paying tuition. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not there. there. Yeah. yeah. Not, I mean, I love, I love school, to be honest. But, like, when you miss a class in, in the nursing prerequisites and then uh, and I switched to food and nutrition to make the studying less intensive I guess mm-hmm. but even that if I missed like two classes of chemistry I was behind it felt like oh, I was behind yeah. forever I so, can't imagine trying to catch back up dude on uh, something like that yeah it was like, it's like there's no sense and then I think 2014 was like my last semester I was like okay I'm just gonna fully focus on this writing thing yeah <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's crazy. When you talk about uh, Youngstown Park's closing, are you referring to Section Eight, or did you were you local there? Or? Yeah, when I was fourteen, they closed, and then we had a really amazing skate park called Vertigo Skate Park. Oh, I never heard of it. I think I've seen clips from there. I've never heard something there. Yeah. Very popular for the rollerblading rollerblading crowd. Yeah, um, that's so weird. Super weird. Yeah. <laughs> Just as that was probably, when was that, around the 2000s? Yeah, I think um, 2008 it closed. Yeah, I feel like the rollerblading fad kind of dropped off more in the 90s. Yeah. But it's weird that Park still has that big of a following. It was, um, do you know, I think the Flow had it one year. It was called the Bitter Cold Showdown. Oh, I heard about that. I went to school with a rollerblader. And Dude. Then... I met Craig. Do you know Craig? Yeah, I know Craig. Yeah, I met Craig at Wadsworth Skate Park, so that's oh, how I know about that stuff. Yeah, the Bitter Cold was, like, it was the biggest rollerblading event ever, and it was in Boardman, Ohio, at Vertigo Skate Park. Really? Yeah. Is, wow. Wait, was it there until they stopped doing it? I think so. Some because per- I remember seeing something about it being somewhere else, too, I thought. Well, Vertigo closed. Yeah. So, I, I think they were like, oh, where are we going to have Bitter cold yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's pretty insane. There was like a huge rollerblade population. There. Yeah. Craig's literally the reason I did a subrail Fufanip. Really? <laughs> yeah, because he told me to do the one at what? Wadsworth. And I did, I was like, no way. And then after that, it was like, okay. And started there, doing there it. Was there a park in Wadsworth? There is. Yeah, yeah there's one right now. Really? Yeah, it's small, but I mean, it's fun. Huh. And there's a little subrail? Yeah, it's not a little. <laughs> it's not a little? <laughs> no, he told Sorry. me to do it. No way, never done one. It worked and out. Then, no, I didn't do it that day, but it's what planted the seed for later doing it. Hell it's yeah. pretty funny. 
Yeah, but we need to go further back than that when you actually started writing this, uh, the story. About, everybody's got their story. Um, <laughs> I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday, to be honest. But I, was, it. I was like walking on the porch, like my front porch. And like, I swear, I don't know if I'm making this up in my head. <laughs> Romanticize it? Yeah, I don't no. know. <laughs> like, truthfully, but I swear this is what happened. Like, I, I like, peeked through the window because I saw, like, shit going on on the TV. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and uh, it was X Games. It was X Games BMX Dirt. And I swear it was, like, Brian Foster, Corey Stasio. Those are the main two names. But they were just jumping dirt jumps, doing flips and stuff. I was like, what is this? So I went inside. And then, um, like, a few minutes later, I uh, my sister had a bike. I didn't have a bike at the time. Mm-hmm. It was like, I called it a water bike because it was all rusty and we could ride it through the creek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you at this time? I think eight. Okay. But then I just started, there's, like, a stump in my front yard. And, uh just started jumping that and then luckily my parents never cared so I started digging holes in my backyard and mm-hmm. creating my own dirt jumps I mean very very small dirt jumps yeah <laughs> but yeah because I was like holy crap BMX dirt's on TV I didn't even know that's what it was called online but I was like these I mean we on at the time but the dudes were jumping bikes on dirt yeah. I was like I could do this in my backyard yeah that's kind of like the roots of it, I guess. Yeah. Was it an immediate interest? Like from then on, did you like, get a bike or was it like on the back burner for a little bit? Or um, I guess a little bit on the back burner because my parents were a little, I don't know if they were skeptical or not. But I mean, I had my sister's bike and it was doing the job, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I didn't know bike. any better. <laughs> the water bike. Yeah. <laughs> when did you get a real bike or yeah. another bike? I got an X Games 180 bike mm-hmm. from Walmart. I think, I think it was for my birthday, um, and then I actually, my, I went to my first skate park ever on that bike, and that was Shebang Skate Park in New Erie, Pennsylvania. It was a badass park. Actually, I had like this goofy old mongoose full face that you get from Walmart, and all I remember is just running directly into a rollerblader. That's <laughs> 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 so we were talking about rollerbladers. But that's all I remember, and then trying feebles. Um... And then, like, I think a Christmas later, I got a real, like, my parents, like, brought me to an actual bike shop. It was Frankfurt Bicycles in Girard, and then we, um, that's a popular shop. Yeah, they they used to have a mail order online. I used to order from there. Yeah, it's bigger Uh, than Dan's company. I got held a dirt jump from there. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Oh, they always had orchids. Yeah, exactly. That's where I got them. Probably still have them. but we went there, we picked out a bike. It was a Haro Bactrelex 2, Ryan Nyquist mm-hmm. signature. Which color? I got it black. I always wanted a green one. Yeah. That, that, that army green, like all my friends had the army green, and I always loved it. But um, but then like months later, Christmas came, and I was like, oh my, like I saw it like wrapped up. And I just, and luckily, I mean, we've had some weird winners mm-hmm. throughout our entire life, I feel like. Oh yeah, yeah there have been yeah. several winners in a row where people would ride on Christmas Dude. Eve. Yeah, and there was like a little hip in my front yard. I got to ride it, my new bike, Christmas Day. I don't know how old I was. I could probably pinpoint it, but I don't know. Um, Christmas Day was frosty, but it, I mean, it was, everything was rideable. It was mm-hmm. sick. That's <laughs> awesome. Were you... No, go ahead. Were you always a dirt jumper, or like, did you go through like a grind, street, flatland, well, some, some type of vert? 
Well, um, well, having the, thankfully, having like a bigger backyard, I always was able to build dirt jumps. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like, and my, there was a couple guys on my road that already built dirt jumps in there. Mm -hmm. But there was like a badass like local trail scene in my my hometown. Like in the center of town, there's this little patch of woods behind the grocery store. And like my parents would always tell me like so super creepy stories like Nick you're not allowed back there, people get broomsticks shoved up their asses. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> <laughs> my mom told me that. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was told that it happened. <laughs> so I was like terrified, like because you would just ride past this little like opening in the woods, like you knew it was back there, but you're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on back there. Wow. My mom said some broomstick shit. But, <laughs> um, very scary. But then I finally went back there and just realized, like, holy crap, this is like heaven. Mm -hmm. There was this endless... It's probably like Apple Creek, to be mm -hmm. honest. I've never been to Apple Creek, but probably exact vibe. Yeah. Um, so we would just dig every day, ride there every single day, and just... That's what we did when we were growing up. And then... Um, but, like, when I was, like... In high school, I feel like I don't know what the heck. I think the parks and just less ri or less mm -hmm. friends were riding, but like all before that, dude, we were like living in that woods, mm -hmm. practically part of like you guys. It sounds like the normal story. You yeah. ride until you hit high school driving age. I know. I hated that excuse stop. though, because people were yeah. like, "Oh, you, I mean, you would see it like, yeah, like why isn't that guy riding anywhere? Oh, you got a car. Yeah, I, mean, I was a car, hated a girlfriend, and he's done. Yeah." yeah. And a part-time job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Are there, is there any documentation of all this stuff? Like your parents take pictures or anything? Um, there might be. It'd be funny to see some, some I, little I, Nick Bruce jumping the stump in the front yard I, pictures. Oh yeah, there's definitely none of that. Oh. I wish. Yeah, I can't. My one buddy, because he like, one day and back in the Jones Trails that's what it was called mm -hmm. he made like this full on <laughs> full on like broadcasting of a race going through Jones like he made it seem like like oh shit this is like a TV cause he had like um, like the local water at the grocery store was called Valley Pure so we that's all we drank back there and he's like we have the Valley Pure cam and like he had like a little Valley Pure watermark in the, in the shot <laughs> the whole funny. time like yeah. it was just it was honestly really funny I wonder if he has shot or uh, footage of that still how long ago was that? <sighs> had to be like 2003 or 5 I don't know who won? I don't remember <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember to be honest dang 2003 how old would that made you at that time? 14, 15 years ago. So. Oh, wait, then then my, my, uh, my time. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure we're the really, same age. My timeline's so. really off. Yeah. Maybe it was like 2005 then. Because I didn't even 10 start. years ago, so like yeah. roughly, I think I was roughly 14. Yeah, because I didn't even start riding until I was 13 in 2006. Really? Okay. And I'm 24 now. 24? I'm 25. Yeah. So, uh, it's gotta be pretty close. 2005 era. Yeah. I feel like it all blends. You know? Yeah. Because I try to think of that too. Like, like what years were this and what years were that? Mm -hmm. So when did uh, when did the the flare channel gap to face bleed 
the at the flow video Ooh. happened. Yeah. Cause I remember watching that a couple of years ago and being like, whoa, Nick Bruce is crazy. The download? You did something across yeah, the channel. Yeah. No, no, no. It was just a regular download. Oh, was it? I think you might have flared something in the video before that or something, but you fell and your eye was bleeding. Yeah, you know, I still got the scar. When was that? That was, um, 2009? Wow. 2009? No. 2008? 2009 would have been, I'm pretty sure that was the last Dirty East contest as a flow two. And I was there for that because that's when it was 2008. Because it was a free flow. It was my first ever free flow. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my parents actually drove me down there. That was the first time ever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That gigantic gap. The thing's huge. Yeah. yeah. Gap. I was airing it. I was out, it was opposite and regular yeah. whip air, or regular whip, opposite air. And I just came in nose heavy. I think it was Gary, Gary Valentine's video. It was either that. It was either his or uh, Nick D. Oh, it was yeah. one of those two Vimeo pages is where all of this stuff is still at. Like all those old videos. Yeah, that was freshman year. Ninth grade. That's crazy. That's crazy you down with that as a freshman. I tried. Well, <laughs> yeah. he didn't go down with it. Yeah. So that was the thing. Like I always, like... I don't want to say I was good, yeah. but like I was doing things that I would see like my favorite riders doing, but I just wouldn't ride enough or like go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I never like went to competitions and other than that, and then something would happen like that. But that's just a part of the game. Seems like that still yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you say like were you like when you're coming up like that? Were you like a hucker or did you just like have that natural like dialedness or kind of? I like to say I was always calculated. Yeah. Because I would see my friends like hug themselves and I'm like, oh, I don't want any of that. Like, I don't want any of that. Yeah. But, um, I, I would still consider, are you, do you consider it calculated when you go out and try to do flare with the down whip? <laughs> or is that, or is that hucking it? A little bit of both. Yeah, it's gotta be a little bit of both when well, you're at that level. Freaking, I don't know if you guys saw that. Are, are you going to talk about Oh, who? The X Games crash. When I died on the flare windshield wiper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. saw all those. That was my hardest crash. Yeah, that was bad. But you Cracked your helmet and stuff. Yeah. Talking about calculations, though. I was like, all right, I'm just going to go out there and do three flare webs before I even attempt it. I think I did one flare. Yeah. And, uh... Kyle Baldock just did a 720 double whip, so I was like, oh, hell yeah. You get all amped yeah. up. Oh, yeah. And then I forgot, like... Wait a second, motherfucker. You're supposed to do three flare whips yeah. before you even try this trick. Because yeah. you have plenty of time on the clock, but mm-hmm. you get all ego and, like, I got this shit. Yeah. Whatever. And so then you end up dead. <laughs> is that how it normally works? Or, would, like, whenever you landed it, or when you landed the three double whip to downside whip, was it the same kind of, like, all right, I'm going to do three, three double whips, and then I'm going to do it? Or did you just... At least one three double whip. I mean, yeah. it was three double whip in that box a lot. Yeah. So, that was different. Mm-hmm. But it's always like, no matter what I'm trying, I've always, I've always like been wise, I guess. Yeah. In deciding and making sure that I do the pre, like the baby step trick before. Yeah. I, Measure twice, cut once. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. Like, I fully believe that. Like, Absolutely. anything. Do you like picture stuff in your head before oh, you do it? Like, is it a lot of it? Is 
Visualization. Visualization. Try it. I was plenty of words I can't pronounce. <laughs> Um, but yeah, a lot of visual, vis- <laughs> 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 lots of visualization. <laughs> oh yeah. But no, that helps so much, especially just making yourself comfortable because a lot of stuff's scary, you know. Oh yeah. yeah, when you're on that level, I mean, you can't afford to just well, even send it. What do you guys do? It's still like every little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm super, I'm super like cautious about trying stuff too. I always work, work your way up, up to. It. I never just. Go out and send, send a giant subrail food for new because going over sucks. Oh, like yeah. missing a flare with the down whip. That sucks. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not really comparable, but it's, it's one it is. It's still comparable. But yeah, any miscalculation can relate. Absolutely. That's why you see people fall off who just go crazy and don't think about it before they send it. Yeah, man. Hmm. It's kind of an epidemic. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see everyone ride well, not yeah. land on their absolutely anywhere else. You know, it's always so. awesome watching people huck it, but man, Dude. I don't want to see them fall. I want mm. to see them land it. I love seeing people. Fall. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's one of you my favorite it? things. Yeah, just seeing people send it. Yeah, I mean, someone just not giving a fuck and like oh, letting man. it rip. Yeah, I don't know, Matt Newbacher. <laughs> yeah. We had a buddy who was like that. Really? That's pretty much why he quit. Because he would just send it and fall more than anyone. Um, but he would land stuff eventually. It's just yeah. there was a lot of falling leading up to it. <laughs> Lots of trial and error. Yeah. What other injuries besides the collarbone have you dealt with? Anything significant? Um, this was probably the... Well, in 2010, I broke my right ankle at Wedgwood Ramps. Did a front flip. Landed a bit low. Hand slipped off. And then my foot slipped off, and I just crunched it. And, uh, yeah. But then other than that, oh, I've knocked my tooth out. Both of them. Yeah. Like we, two different times. Relate. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Huh. So, so, three injuries, I guess. That's not too bad. Were you there at the contest they had in, like, 2011? 30s? No. The one that uh, Tim Long organized. No. I'm going to say, because we were both there, and I don't remember. No, I think I had a baseball game. I played <laughs> baseball in high school, and that was another thing. Like, yeah. I always had stuff going on. Were you super into baseball? Not really, to be honest. Were you good? Uh, <laughs> I wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it was just like... I don't know. That was the whole thing with high, um, school sports, dude. Like, I swear. Like, I was good. Like, I would always, like, outrun people. Mm-hmm. But never was recognized. Like, yeah. I quit basketball because the coach, I went to practice like for months. And he was like, What's your name again? But I was like, What the fuck, man? Yeah. I'm like, I'm <laughs> running. The team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, And I'm one, like, I don't want to, like, it's not like I'm making it up. Like, I was the fastest person on, like, when we were doing the drills. Yeah. So it's just like, What yeah. are you looking at? <laughs> That's crazy. And then same with football. Like, I would, like, make. Like, I was, I was second string, but I would sack people, I'd cause fumbles, mm-hmm. and then my coach would, like, pull me aside, he's like, Nick, you gotta get more aggressive out there. I'm like, <laughs> you're the guy making it happen, yeah. you're saying that. So I just quit after that as well. Wow. Well, that sounds like it's all, like, meant to push you towards bikes. Because yeah. none of that makes any and I, sense. That's the only thing I always loved, too. So it's yeah. just like, but I just never had the platform to, I guess, compete, or, like, yeah. uh, 
make it seem like, okay, this is a sport or something. I don't know. You know how parents right. are. Right. Right. I wouldn't say I blame my parents. But I, just, I mean, I didn't even know, you know? I didn't even right. know like, mm-hmm. this is a thing that people do. When you see it on TV, I didn't know yeah. it was approachable. It's not until you're into it, like, super deep and for a long time that you really know everything, every contest that's yeah, going on. And that it's possible. Until you're in that world, like, where you're competing in China and stuff, you're not going to... You're going to know. Yeah. So I feel like where it is, where it's going right now, I feel like it's going to be a different shift for kids. That's why it's like, that's honestly why I'm so passionate about the damn um, Olympic thing. Mm-hmm. Not only because it's sick, but mm-hmm. um, just because it'll put like, it'll, not that our sport needs to be serious or legitimized or established because it's well established mm-hmm. and whatnot, but it's just like, for instance, I was a young shredder for years that never really knew it yeah. because there wasn't some sort of platform or any sort of anything you weren't out there making web edits to try and show people right that you could win a contest yeah but like with this i think there will be different different i mean there is there's different ways like people could like okay they know how they could compete in order to get to feast and they know what they need to do at feast in order to do well it kind of puts an order to things that you can follow if you Choose if you want to do it, if you yeah. want to do it that way. You yeah. think that's going to bring out a lot more young people who are like unknown that are unbelievably good? Honestly, I think so. Because there's a lot of damn it, kids. It has to. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a lot of kids who are like amazing that just don't care. Yeah. And then they see all the Olympics. Well, I mean, how do you guys feel about the Olympics? I think it's awesome in that anyone who, I mean, maybe not go that deep, but anybody who has a problem with it, just don't get involved. That's what Van Homan says too. Yes. Yeah. He's like one of the main judges. Yeah. For the feast series, and he's like, "Dude, I don't get it, man. Like, um, like we talk about it every all the time." And um, that's funny. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's ridiculous, really insane. But he's um, <laughs> it makes sense though. I mean, like, because it doesn't. It's not like just because the Olympics is happening that you have to do anything right. as a, it's it's freestyle you choose to go Dude, and do yes. whatever you want like whatever we do what i'm doing is not going to affect what you guys do exactly or whoever's out on cleveland's streets right, right. Now. I, honestly mm-hmm. my personal point of view is that the fact that it's going to be in the olympics scares the people who are like illegally breaking into streets just doing stuff that's not generally accepted so they're like oh crap like this could be positively put in the public eye means I could get in more trouble from oh. doing the things that I do or acting the way that I do. They're, they're scared of that. Like, I never thought of it that way. They're scared of that perspective shift in the public's eye. Hmm. That's my personal look at it. I think BMX, everybody has a story. Like, whenever you hear an interview or anything, just like, like you talked about, that... Uh, Everybody knows how they got into bikes, and like a lot of people have a backstory into it. And I feel like everybody's very passionate about BMX, especially if you were in for a long time. It, it's a part of you, and I think that's why so many people have different opinions, whether they're right or wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's also why people are so vocal. It's just because, like, their group or their niche or whatever they're doing, they're just passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Right? So. I mean, yeah, when something like this comes in, it's natural to feel threatened by by, by a possible anything, change yeah. that could affect Any everybody. Sort of change, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you have to realize that it doesn't have to affect you. No, yeah. I mean, you can still have a good time. Absolutely. In the backyard. And, and exactly. If, if anything, too, like 
somebody could see the Olympics on TV, people riding freestyle, and then if they see you riding street, they'd be like, oh yeah, I saw this on TV, and like, maybe they won't look at you like as like some hoodlum. Exactly, that's, that's, I mean, that's all I could have for, I guess. Just because that is my profession, I don't want to be looked like, oh, that's some grimy dude, I guess. I exactly, yeah. Yeah, you don't want the public to see you as some bad guy just because that's how the people they see are. Right. I mean, it's, it's tough kind to of a double about. standard as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, um, I never thought of it until I was talking to uh, Rob Delecki. Do you know mm-hmm. Rob Delecki? Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to him when I broke my collarbone, actually. And uh, so I was asking him, because he's an old school dude. I was like, dude, what is... I should say, I know of him. I don't know him personally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Legend. But um, I was like, what? Well, because he's an old school guy. I was like, dude, what do you... How do you feel about it? And he was... He was kind of like on the same page as Van Homan. Mm-hmm. But he kind of like made me think... Like, this, this were, these weren't his words, but he made me think like, okay... It made me feel better about the dudes that are sitting there smoking weed on the bench. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of like something that kind of gives our sport like a bad um, rep. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't affect me what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. It's both sides of it. Don't yeah, and I never really thought of like, that. I was like, but, dude. But I mean, I haven't thought of that in a long time. Like, like oh, that, those guys shouldn't be doing that. Like, I haven't right. cared. Right. Well, obviously, it hasn't affected me. But then I was like, holy shit. I've been kind of like looking at those guys like they're looking at not so much them but like anyone that's looking at the Olympics as a bad thing yeah like they're st- I'm still doing my thing they're still doing their thing that's kind of the, the yin and the yang of the whole deal because because for so long the whole popularity was just those grimy guys who were like like that yeah. who was the biggest guys out there there was no Olympic was thing scary, to like huh? to positively yeah. put that in there so now it's like there could be a balance where it's, right. it's push and pull both ways and like we live in a society where everything everyone does people like react to and act like oh, it affects yeah. them so I mean there's probably part of that and involved too yeah. it's just natural human nature speaking yeah. of yin and yang China <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would be a Japanese thing I don't know. <laughs> good enough how was, how was that for what contest were you there for have you been there before I went there 2016 for the first time for the Feast World Series, and then 2017 I was there for two full weeks for two different contests. How sick was that? Is it cool? Sick man, dude. Yeah. It's, a, it's definitely a different world. Like, um, it's, man, I can't even think. <laughs> What's riding like out there? Like the people, the locals. They love it. Yeah. They're totally into it. Like everybody uh, universally. Yeah. They're just like. It's funny, dude. I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, this popped in my head. Like, even while we're trying to ride, because there's, there's not very much, um, just everything's different there. So, like, people are working on the ramps, or like, building the ramps, and then there's just Chinese people just walking, middle of the, like, oh, a swarm of Chinese yeah. people just walking I think I saw all over, that. all over the damn ramps. Yeah. And like guys, we're trying to practice, or guys, we got to finish these ramps. Yeah. And no one, they don't have a clue. They don't know. They don't even. It doesn't even phase them that they're kind of doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Right. They're just like genuinely just curious. Like, what are these white people doing here? Yeah. Like not pointing out. Yeah. A race or anything, but <laughs> just, it's just part of their culture. To yeah. Be, like just just get in there and see yeah. what's going on. Like there's just no rules. Like it's yeah. like 
oh my gosh, the driving scene is unbelievable, <laughs> dude. Holy crap, I, would, I could probably send you a clip. But, dude, it's like a free-for-all on every single road. Like, yeah. Even, dude, there was like so many damn times where there was a giant-ass truck driving the wrong way on the road. Oh Not God. even kidding you. You're like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> I mean, we've all seen those videos of intersections where it's like, one guy goes here, then another. Dude, it's they real. Move up, it's, that's actually, that's that's actually how it is. China. Oh <laughs> Did gosh. you actually drive out there? I didn't drive, but I was in taxis or whatever, and then we would ride our bikes because it was kind of easy, kind of easier to do so. And the cool thing is, they actually have like government-funded like bicycles everywhere. So there's nice. bikes everywhere. So you can like, I think you just, I mean, if you're a local there, you have an app, and then you just. Scan your app, but then you hop on mm -hmm. a city bike and just pedal wherever the hell you yeah. want to go. Mm -hmm. does, so does that driving make it scary to be in a taxi? Dude, it was terrifying. Every time I had, every time I was like, <laughs> "Fuck!" Were you in the backseat? I would swap with. Yeah. Them. And then there's the, these things called tuk tuks, or tuk tuk. It's like a sketchy little three wheeler with like a <laughs> yeah. little. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Was yeah, a little uh, campy over it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And there's been times where you see people on a moped. I, the funniest one I've seen was uh, this lady was literally sitting, like the moped driver is here, and she was just sitting on the back of the moped. <laughs> and there, there's been like many, like there was like, like four people stacked on a moped, like just going to work or going on with their day. Or wow. Whatever. There's a lot of, there's, it's a cool place. Completely it's different, different culture. It's very yeah. uh, polluted too. Is it really? Just, I think just because the, the population. Yeah. In all the cars. Didn't they have a day where they, like, they said you couldn't do it? I'm pretty sure there was a thing where they, like, made pollution go away for a day or something crazy Dude. like that. Yeah, there's a lot of weird... Recently. Environmental controls things. But even yeah. on the TV or even on your phone, like, we don't get it here, but you get, um, like, when you check the weather, mm -hmm. it also there's a bigger thing than the weather. It says air quality. Mm. So if it's at a certain level, they recommend not to be outside doing activities. Wow. And every time that we've competed, it's been like, don't go outside at all. <laughs> but that's can you like physically like when you're there? Yeah, yeah. I, this year was wow. the first year I actually wore a mask. Well, I mean, it was my second year there, but last year in 2016 or 2016, I didn't wear a mask, that's and I felt a interest. Yeah, I always thought that mask was like for the flu, but it's for the well, in Japan air quality. Oh, really? And it's for a lot because people are so considerate and they don't want to get other people sick. Huh. It's mainly, f well, people traveling, it is for the sickness, mm -hmm. but then, but you'll see every, like, they have them in every shop, like, little um, pollution masks that you could buy, and it's all mainly for the pollution, just because it's not good to breathe, man. Like, a lot yeah. of people are, I didn't get sick, maybe, oh, no, actually, 2016, my first year there, uh, I had the worst diarrhea all week, and I never really pinpointed it, because I was eating not questionable food. And until like this year, I was like, huh, I wore a mask, didn't really breathe the air. And like a few people were like, yeah, dude, I had diarrhea the whole wow. time. Who like, didn't wear a mask? Yeah. Wow. So like, it just affects you your like, eating, vitals and everything. You guys were eating similar things? And yeah. So I mean, like, well, I'm saying <laughs> to figure out like what it could have been, if it was right, actually right. the pollution, if you were eating the and drinking yeah, we were the same all, things, yeah, exactly. and you didn't get it, but they did, you had a mask on. Yeah. I mean, that naturally kind points of. at the pollution as exactly. part of it. But there are like really strange things all the time, like on every street corner too. Mm -hmm. Like there's duck head. Like yeah. 
all right, you just want to, I'll grab some street food for lunch. It's a duck head <laughs> and like duck feet. I was just oh. like, it was all fried too. Like you could see the duck's beak and head. I was like, how the hell do people eat that? Yeah. But it was just like, you're weird the shit out they of just me. take a bite out of the duck beak. Yeah. I didn't watch how it was eaten, but yeah. <laughs> I just remember like looking over like, holy, like it just caught me off guard completely that there was just rows of ducks. Has just chilling on this thing, yeah. all crispy. And Did you get down on anything crazy or weird? Crazy or, or weird? Yeah, we're just. I like exploring. Yeah, but China's too far. <laughs> <laughs> There's a line, and it's right behind. <laughs> Dude, it's um. Well, they have this cool thing called hot pot. Is a popular. Um, mm-hmm. I think I guess we have them a lot here. Like catfish always talks about it, but I've never had it in the states. It's just like this giant pot of hot water, and then you just cook different veggies and different uh, meats. And oh. just watch it boil, I guess. You could use it. Yeah, and you just scoop it back out and put it on your plate. It's actually really nice. Like, that's a traditional Chinese thing, I guess. Yeah. But that was the only... I mean, I would consider that like, a little wild. Yeah. But not really, because it was duck head. And <laughs> God knows else yeah. wet out there, but yeah. I didn't try it. <laughs> Did you go into any of the marketplaces or anything out there where it was like really crazy? We went to a black market, oh but it was a, gosh. it was a catfish has been to like the best ones. He said, yeah, he's yeah. like, dude, it's honestly a letdown, but like there wasn't like guns or anything. Yeah. It was mainly just a shoe black market. Mm-hmm. So like there was like all these like fake Yeezys yeah. and whatever <laughs> else shoes, but that's like, Everyone on the trip this year, I didn't buy any. I, I don't care for shoes, I guess. But um, yeah. Um, literally, everyone went home with like four different pairs of Yeezys. They were like twenty bucks. <laughs> and you, you come could probably home, sell them here. But, yeah, you could. And there was like tons of vans, but everything was like backwards. Oh, like, so they because they're fake. I don't know. I may, I'm I'm assuming maybe it's like manufacturer defect or something. Oh, that would make sense too because. I know that copyright laws in China versus here, they don't like mix it all. So like in China, they can be making a fake iPhone you can do it and they're okay with it because the, the copyright and trademark stuff is here, not in China. Yeah. It's crazy. And that's, they make, that's they what you that. see. You yeah. honestly see a lot of legitimately knockoffs, but everything's super cheap and probably just as good. I mean, it's shoes. Mm-hmm. Like, right. That's kind of bum. Like I was like, man, I should have found at least a pair of shoes, but I couldn't find any. Just for like now, because I just bought running shoes. I was like, man, I should have just bought a bunch in China because they're yeah. thirty bucks. Yeah, but just stocked up. <laughs> you can sell those Yeezys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny because like you could tell like one shoe would be good, but the the right, like say the left shoe was good, then the right shoe mm-hmm. it'd be like completely backwards or something. Yeah. Like you're like, that's eh, you could definitely tell. It's so it's the market all just like consumer yeah. stuff like DVDs, purses, that one shoes. Was, yeah. But Catfish told me like there's a lot of crazier ones in Shanghai. We were in Chengdu, which is a bit further than Shanghai. I don't know. But I heard there's a lot of different markets that are I don't know, I wanna really check them yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds that could be scary too though. Yeah. Like you never know what could happen there. Especially because you're so you look so different when you're from here in oh, the middle dude. of the Chinese black. Oh, market. that's the funniest part, dude. Like they would um you could negotiate the shit out of them. Like, oh, I'm not yeah. kidding you. Like, no, I only, like, say they were like, 100, 100, like 100 of their money. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, dude, 50. And they're like, 
60. <laughs> <laughs> Just drop it. <laughs> yeah. And you can do that with everything. Well, yeah. I mean, I've heard stories about how those, like, even car- buying food. I'm sorry. Oh, on. buying food? Even, like, wow. Like, that's socially acceptable. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's go, crazy compared to here. Yeah, I can't go to the KFC and be like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I've heard, like, how with those carts with the canopies and stuff, people try and rip oh. off Americans. They 100%. say, like, I'll take you here, and then they'll charge you, like, whatever crazy amount. Yes. Over what it actually costs. So if you don't know, dude, that's a huge where you could get like a taxi or an Uber or something and pay way cheaper. Well, the funny thing is they kind of, <laughs> they kind of like monopolized us because uh, the hotel we were staying and the event. Obviously, there's a hundred riders going to the same event, so all the taxis knew. Yeah. Oh. So they're like, we're not, we're not, because the first day, first few days, even it was only twenty bucks, twenty of their money. I don't know what it equals out to be an American, but mm-hmm. very cheap, but um, it was 20 first few days, and then by like, we were there for two weeks, um, by the end of it, it was like 100 was the minimum. So it's pretty much like they all got together, and they're yeah, like, yeah, they're like, nope, we're not going on this, yeah. it's 100, I guess, or something wow. like that, like it just kept growing each day, <laughs> like, well, I mean, they're smart, I would do yeah. this shit too, yeah. and it only equaled out to be like, a dollar different anyway, Oh, <laughs> like it was, so it's just like, dude, we're arguing for mm-hmm. pennies. Yeah. <laughs> what is it, yen? Or That's what yen? I was thinking. Yen. Yen. Is um, it paper or coins? Both. Both. Hmm. Do you do you collect money from the places you go? I'm starting to. Yeah. That's cool. Money's cool to collect. Yeah. Where else have you been? All right. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. There's kind Pick of the ice. best. Yeah. The most obscure. Maybe. The most obscure by far is probably Trinidad and Tobago. Which is like, like um, here in South America, and it's like this tiny little island, like in the Bahamas. Oh, okay. For a contest. For a contest, it is. It's probably <laughs> the funniest story because we get there. The ramps were supposed to be built. The ramps weren't built yet. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a crazy culture, man. Because <laughs> yeah. we, we get there and like, oh no, it'll be okay. It'll be uh, it'll be ready tomorrow. Tomorrow, then tomorrow comes. Maybe one sheet of plywood was on one of the frame, <laughs> and like you would just watch these guys work. One dude is like holding like this heavy piece of wood, like trying to stabilize it, and the other guy was like helping him drill it up. The dude with the drill gets a phone call. He disappears for like forty minutes, and the dude's just like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> just holding it. Wow. And then we, and then like one section was like ready to go, so we're like, oh, let's just cruise it a little bit. So all the workers, like, there's still tons of other ramps to be working on. We just started riding. All the workers just, like, stopped working. They were just, like, sitting there, <laughs> like, just lay up, lounging on top of the box. Like, that's half built and just, like, watching us ride. It was the funniest culture. Like, super laid back. And another weird thing about that place was uh, apparently if you're on the side of the street and you need a ride, anyone could, will pick you up. Like, you don't need a taxi. You don't need Uber. You don't need anything. You're just, like... I need a ride, and then a random person would have said, yeah, hop in, and then do whatever. That's nerve-wracking. Be I didn't awesome. do it. I didn't do it, but it was like... It'd be awesome with a gun. <laughs> Dude, it was gnarly. How do they even organize contests, like, in these crazy places, and then... Oh, funny thing about that. Yeah. Contest organization, though. I mean, they treated us well all year. I mean, the whole time we were there, like, taking us to, like, uh... Like a cool little beach. We went swimming in like a cave, which was gnarly, oh, man. Like super cool. But 
the contest happened, and then the guy was like, okay, come collect your prize money. He's like, oh wait, we have to do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow comes. He's like, okay, we have to do bank transfer. And it was like, it was a lot of, like it was a huge prize purse. I mean, I mean, no one got it. Really? <laughs> no one got paid from the trip. So That's we all like paid to go there. Luckily they like brought us to different things that we didn't have to pay for. Yeah. But we paid for the hotel, we paid for flights obviously and everything. But um, yeah, it was just funny. So, There's a lot yeah. of people like hating the guy that organized it. Yeah, like did this dude just decide one day he was gonna have a contest and then no get all these people together? Because the dude was like a trustworthy dude. Like he paid the judges. Yeah. He um, he's always doing shows down there. He's like a flatland rider down mm -hmm. there. He is a flat flatlander. And uh, <laughs> it was just funny because uh, no one suspected it. And even like because there was a huge. It was like the first like. Flatland contest in a long time where they actually had a decent prize money, so all those dudes were like pumped to be there. Mm -hmm. And the dude that won, or, or I don't remember who won, but Terry Adams did well. Mm -hmm. Like he had his like lawyers and someone like follow him, and they're just like, yeah, that money's never gonna, <laughs> you're never it's gonna, just gone. you're just never gonna see it. Wow. But it was hilarious. And so then there was another instance um, in 2016. We got to go to Russia, but luckily they paid for all of our stuff. But we get there and they're like. Yeah, there's no prize money. <laughs> and then me and Daniel dares made the joke like, oh, Trevlin Hall's the guy who organized Trinidad's here. <laughs> like, like he, he organized this one. It was funny. Wow. Well, lots of stuff happens around these contests. <laughs> How long were you in Russia then? Were you six days-ish. Six days. What's the riding like there? Those yeah. guys. Those guys are nuts, man. Yeah. Are they all like that? Or oh. is it... That's what it seems like it has to I swear be. All it seems like they're all just trying to be the best one. Like, beat. You know what Dude. I mean? Yeah. I, I don't get it. That Iraq guy, he I opened his it. video just now that he just put out with the three double the, down. Yeah, freaking insane. And it looked easy. Yeah, he makes it look so good. And then that other guy whose video came out right before him, Alex. Alex I never heard of that guy until that video, and he's doing front flip turndowns, and he front flip cliffhanger. Yeah, that's box nice. jumps. Yeah, at the Dirt Contest, the last one, he did front flip cliffhanger on the first jump to cash roll. Oh, jeez. Like, <laughs> yeah. Gnarly. I didn't see that. Those guys are good. Yeah, all those Russian riders, even the younger kids, like, I'll come across to Instagram, and I'm like, damn, what's up? Oh, what yeah. the heck? It's like the new Australia, because remember Australia? <laughs> I literally just said that <laughs> yeah. in my BMX news Dude. video. <laughs> After talking about Alex's video, I'm like, it's pretty obvious that Russia's the new Australia. 100%, man. I would, yes. Because you, you've just been seeing these guys come up on the scene, and they're just yeah. doing these gnarly-ass tricks. Yeah, well, so cool. do you know the website, the Inside BMX Russia or whatever? No. They have a BMX website there, and I was talking to the, the guy who runs it, and he was sending me videos of these people using, like, a pile of snow off a jump as a foam pit. <laughs> and he's saying that how is this so is... sick. Yeah, like, he was saying that this is, is just, so that's what they do. Whoa. Like they, that's how, like if they want to learn like double whips, triple whips or something, they go to the snow jump, Holy jump into the snow, and then they take it to the the indoor skate park. And like, I'm like, dude, how are you guys not making videos of this? Because yeah. that is insanity. That is yeah. gnarly. Well, there is a funny thing about Russia too. Um, you know, uh, the one really good rider he rides for Red Bull also because Eric does too. His name's Kostya Andre. Yeah, he was just here. Yeah, he does the craziest tech and everything, mm -hmm. but um, 
he actually had to pay off his government so he didn't have to go to the military in wow. order to ride his bike. Yeah. Wow. How gnarly is that? That is pretty nuts. Like, it's just weird was political it things. like two something years like, or something like yeah. that? I'm glad that he could. And then they found him this year, or like right before Christmas, and he had to join the military for like, I think he had to just go in for a month, luckily. Or he had wow. to do something, but he's like, yeah, they found me. <laughs> so and it's just like, no, oh, it's normal. Yeah, I guess it's just, a, that's wow. That's part of their thing they got going on over there. Yeah. That's crazy. That uh, Flatlander, Marty Koopa, I think he had, uh, I forget which country he's from, but he has a similar... Yeah, I can't imagine having to. See, he's pretty much hiding from the yeah, yeah. Man. and then you're blowing up like, and then now the rush or uh, well, team USA they have a team Russia Federation thing too. So I wonder if that like kind of like put him on the spotlight because yeah. it's a government funded organization, and then yeah. oh, who's these writers, and then right. they pick. Oh, this guy has been hiding from us. <laughs> he's coming to the military. Yeah. But I think, I mean, obviously he got out of it. Mm-hmm. He's smoothly. just here. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's good. But how gnarly is that? That's, that's pretty gnarly. That's crazy. That was, that was like 2015 and Catfish was talking to him about it and he's like, yeah, I had to uh, pay, my, pay the government so I didn't have to join the military. I paid him off. That's insanity. Like, he's like, no, because he won a contest. We were all just chilling there and he's like, Oh, thank God I make enough money. Or I just made enough money so I could pay so I don't have to join the military. And we're like, what the hell did you just say? And then he like kind of like explained. I was like, wow. It's just crazy that... Just to ride the bike. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's it's cool that he did that, but it's just crazy that like chunk of your life would just be... Yeah, like, they, they, don't, dedicated they don't care to, who you are or what you're doing. Like, yeah, man. you just, like, you, you could be a world-class bike rider winning contests and like, well... Come on, we found you. Yeah, exactly. That's why I love our country, man. I swear yeah. we could do whatever we want, in a yeah. way. Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Are things, like, radically different there? Um, as different as Americans make it seem like it might be? You just... Like, even the Northern European countries, too, I guess. A lot of the Russians... Like they could, they're su- they could be. I mean, they are super happy and friendly, but they they're not like us. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. they're just they don't need the stoic or yeah, yeah. Just cold face. You're like, dude, that guy fucking hates me. <laughs> <laughs> like I met Kostya. Like first time I met Kostya, I was like, holy shit, dude, that was a good ass run. And he's just like, I don't understand you. But then he like a year later because he he didn't speak English at the time I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he literally didn't understand. No, you. he's like, no, I didn't have a problem. I was like, dude, you hated me. He's like, no, I, li- <laughs> I just didn't speak English. I just didn't know what you were saying. I was, I just, I got oh, really intimidated. I cannot imagine being in those shoes and seeing how different it would be like at our sessions here. Oh yeah. Where we all get psyched and they're just calm. Like yeah. You just said. It's a. I mean, even, uh, Paul, because when um, Costio was here. I think he's like he's lighting up a bit. Like yeah, he's mm-hmm. being around all of the American yeah, riders, for a while. being in the scene, you're definitely going to get used to it. But Paul mentioned that he's like, yeah, they just weren't they weren't pumped on anything. They weren't contributing like whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know how the sessions are here. We're just like, Fuck, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. you did a foot jam, hell yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't like it's amazing, but um, it's just a different culture, I guess. And it's crazy how different cultures have stuff. Uh, I have this guy at work. Um, he's from New Delhi. And he always uh, really? S- stood really close to me. And I was like, why is this guy standing so close to me? 
And then I, that's just what they do. <laughs> like when they're talking to people, I guess, and someone like explained to me, I was like, oh, I thought he was just. That's what they do. Dude, yeah. in an airport, they're like, just ev- like every foreigner is like yeah. pushing. Well, and, then, and yeah. if you're in a conversation with someone like that, they can get offended if you kind of, if you pull away from them and, right. you know, because like they don't realize it. Yeah, they don't realize it. That's funny. Yeah. I think traveling and stuff like that is so cool. Dude, I mean, it opens your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Like, thankful every damn day that I've gotten to see what I've, or I've gotten to experience what I have so far. So it's yeah. cool. That's a good good segue into uh, what do you see yourself doing, I guess. Uh, we'll start with the immediate future and then we'll get into Oh, man. I mean, I feel like anytime I uh, try to think of the, like what I want to do after BMX, yeah. it loses my focus and belief. That I mean BMX related. I don't oh, mean BMX after related. BMX. I mean, like, what do you, what's next for on oh, your radar? What are you going to keep going with? I'm riding that pump track in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Ride that pump track for maybe a week, and then hopefully I could get to jumping stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't know. For right now, it's pump track only, yeah. which is totally fine. Because yesterday I was like, just felt good to touch my damn bike. I haven't mm-hmm, touched, yeah. I, and that's the funny thing. Because in high school, I'd, I wouldn't touch my bike for like four to five months at a time. Yeah. And I don't know. And then now it's like I'm a, I'm grown up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't, and it's only been two months, and I'm like. Going crazy. Yeah, it's just like, even even though I ride every damn day, or I would be riding every day, so it's not like I'm. I don't know. I just treat it like I have to ride every day, you know. Yeah. Just because I have the, I'm in the position where, that's all I have to do. So it's just yeah. like I want to ride, you know. So mm-hmm. being that I couldn't, it meant so much to ride that damn bump track last night. Absolutely. It was like a roller coaster of like emotions too, like just weird. So I was like, what the fuck, man? It's only been two months. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, I I even texted because I was like thinking about it like a week ago because Drew Bazanson's going through like a hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's coming along fast. Yeah. Real fast. That's a long time. I was like, uh, he blew his knee out at X Games trying a gap. And um, yeah, he's, it's been like a full. It'll. He said he won't be riding until June, I think. Wow. Maybe wow. maybe sooner. I he's would doing doubt well. that based on well, his, yeah. everything he puts on his Instagram. It's like, working hard, man. Oh, yeah. You can definitely tell. But I texted him. I was like, dude, I have so much respect for you. I'm, I'm, I am have nothing like, I have nothing compared to what your injury is. Mm-hmm. And it's only been two months and I finally get to ride. And, and then even you think of like Scotty, dude. Like, oh, my God. I cannot I couldn't imagine. even imagine, dude. And he's being... Like more positive than probably anyone could. We're on hundred percent, yeah. The whole thing. It's that just shows who he is as a person. Yeah, he's amazing, man. He's seriously. He's always been my like number one guy ever since I saw like a flip whip of him over a hitching post in a Ride mm-hmm. BMX magazine. Mm-hmm. And like I was like, who's this young kid? This kid's dope. And then um, yeah, now he's just an amazing person and a friend. Absolutely. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. He's like the only guy who I knew of other than like Sponge and all the guys who are like <laughs> Pretty big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious though. I didn't like it was that in the, the, the two thousand six Dirty East video, I always talk about that. Yeah. That video and then Scotty Kramer's videos were the only ones that I That were good. Well, well not good. But not I mean, that, it's just the only ones that I knew of. Really? Yeah. Really small. Because all I ever did was 
go to the park and ride and make my own videos. Mm. Maybe I got spoiled because there was always a, at Section 8 they had a couple TVs and they would always have props playing. Oh, that's mm. cool. Yeah, I didn't know any of that existed. Yeah. Then. And there was like a props demo tape that I got for my first time ever. Well, and the fact that you're riding with people who are like in props. Right. <laughs> or seeing them, like Squesto yeah. the yeah. guy in the Pulton. Was it weird? Uh, I think I saw a picture of you and Catfish both in China. Yeah. Is it weird that both of you guys are from like Youngstown, Ohio? Dude, dude. <laughs> At like this major yeah. like thing in China. Yeah. Have you thought about that? All the time, dude. That like when I was posting hilarious. it, I, I think my caption was something related to that. But so yeah, there's two guys and two dudes from Youngstown, Ohio, <laughs> just yeah. chilling in China riding a bike, like, or for riding bikes. Like, what the fuck? That's pretty amazing. That is. Small town too, like yeah. I don't know. That's why you like anything's. I don't know. It's, obviously, it's a cliche, but dude, anything's like possible. Like, oh, what yeah. the heck? Absolutely. You never know where the heck anything could take you. Do you have any other places you want to go this year, or any? I want to say, but I don't want to jinx it because we just got the news last night, so I'm not gonna say it. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it, but possibly Middle East. But I've always wanted to go. Ooh. It's not for bikes over Baghdad, but okay. that's all I can say. Um, we could guess, but we, yeah. won't, we won't try. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to leave you out. Oh no, there's a the first feast stop is um, in Hiroshima, Japan. Wow. I've never been to Japan. That would be cool. Yeah. So I've heard it's like way different of a culture out there, even maybe than China. Like they don't have trash. Really? I heard because everyone is so like considerate and like in touch with things that they don't want to like ruin or hurt the environment stuff they just they keep their trash and they throw it away like yeah I watched this guy's video on YouTube who was out there for a long time and he said like there's not trash cans everywhere really because everyone just throws their own trash that sounds way different than China because there's yeah it's bad (laughs) it's even way different than America oh yeah yeah just even at that corner when you're getting off the highway (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah USA gas stations. Yeah. That's crazy. I did want to talk about, uh, do you ever see yourself becoming, like, moving more away from trying to, like, innovate, like, flare whip, down whip, to more, like, having those go-to tricks that you go out and do in sessions? You think you're always going to try and push it and see what you can do. I feel like I would always see what I could do. Have you always been like that? Kind of. I mean, was, you kind of have to be. It was more of just like like watching my favorite riders mm-hmm. on videos. and like, man, I just want to do that trick. Yeah. And then just studying how they did that trick right. like a thousand times. Like watching it, replaying it, watching it, replaying it. And now you're like adding to it. Trying to do it, but thank you. Uh, yeah. That's an awesome feeling though. I mean, adding, adding something new to a trick that you're already doing. Is, it's gnarly, man. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just, I mean, every day you see something new on Instagram now. So it's just like, yeah, right. it's just, it's just never ending. And but, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I just wanted good. to say the biggest motivation and inspiration I have is uh, Jamie Besswick. Oh, Not even yeah. kidding. Yeah, absolutely. But, dude, even watching him at, dude, he's how old? He's mid 40 something. Yeah. He, doesn't, he doesn't need to be doing this. Watching yeah. him ride the vert ramp. He's already better than. Oh. Everyone on the vert, yeah. But every day he's doing double flares, yeah. flare double down whips. He just posted the other day, like 
hard tricks that he doesn't even need in his X Games winning runs. Yeah. Right? And he's sending it every day. Yeah. And he's still like keeping holding himself to that level. Right. And I just see myself like that's who I want to be, you know? Mm-hmm. I think the second you, you stop or you lower your expectations, that's when you kill yourself. Like that's right. when you're dead. He's actually the one that got me into stretching and yoga and stuff. Because his wife's a, they own a fitness studio right next to the coffee shop they own. Mm-hmm. His wife's a yoga instructor. I was like, oh, I'll try the yoga thing because Jamie does it. I mean, he's old, probably fitter than all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somehow. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and if he does yoga, I'm going to try it. And I just fell in love with doing yoga, I guess. Right. That's cool. Yeah. How often do you do it? When I'm in routine, it's like two to three times a week. Wow, that's but right good. now it's been roughly like once a week. Do you do like hot power classes or yeah. aerial or yeah. hot power classes? I never tried aerial. But I've been doing it since like 2015ish. I'm just I'm I'm addicted. Not addicted, but <laughs> yeah. I love it. You think it helps like your ability to do tricks, like oh, makes certain tricks easier? Yeah, because you, it puts you in a different state and learn. It makes you learn like how to get yourself in that state, mm-hmm. so where you could just calm yourself and. That's all BMX is, is mm-hmm. trusting yourself that you could do this trick. Mm-hmm. And as weird as it sounds, like when I mean, you're holding a pose or whatever, that seems impossible. Like I always, I always relate it to BMX, and I don't think everyone can, re- um, everyone sees it that way. But I'm sitting in a pose where I'm like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating my dick yeah. off. This person's just shouting things in some different language. I don't know what the heck she's saying. And, uh, but what's so hard about that? If I can't even do that, then what the heck makes me think I could do something on my bike that's scary? That makes or sense. something, you know? That's something like that. I mean, I probably could make it. Or it's a good way it. to think about it. Yeah. And, like, if you get that mentality in your head and you really you feel that way, then that makes you more confident. That, and, dude, I feel like it just makes your body more supple so you could take the impact. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Always, like, we beat the crap out of our bodies. And that, like, yoga is my space where I'm just like, okay, my body's gonna re- Like, it, sure, these poses are hard and my body's firing in mm-hmm. the moment of holding the poses, but afterwards you feel like you have a whole new body. It's insane. It makes sense. And you just sweat your nuts off in a hot class. So obviously you just detox all the junk that's in your body. Right. So it's like a constant, like, rejuvenation, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, my, my wife's a yoga instructor really? too. Yeah, and uh, she always said that uh, her favorite thing, she com- actually compared it to BMX because uh, just the progression yeah. of poses of what she. It's never ending. Yeah, and what she could do when she first started, and now she's doing you know crazy stuff. Yeah. And uh, I'm worried that it. is. Yeah, dude, it seriously is. One, I mean, there's. But now I'll mention it. <laughs> <laughs> but there's been many times where I was just like, it fucking felt like I landed the trick I just wanted to learn. It was like insane. I'm like, awesome. I'm just on a mat with a bunch of sweaty girls around me. Like, it's cool. Not the worst Same place as the skate. <laughs> Guess that. Basically at the skate park. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny. That hmm. We did a, just a quick side note, I did a hot power class with her. And uh, there's all these, you know, a couple of dudes, but mostly like girls in the class. And I was in the back. And um, the instructor went around and was like correcting everybody's, you know, pose, yeah. how they do that. And I was the very last person. And when she got to me, 
I had like a puddle of sweat on me, <laughs> and she got right up next to me, and went to put her hands on me, and was just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I just like walked away, I was like, what the heck? Oh no! Didn't yeah. even tell you how to change? No, she she just was like, nope. He's, like, he's on his own. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is dirty. That's hilarious. But just because you were the last one, you sweated extra more or more than the other people. Oh yeah, but it just took an extra hour before she got to you. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, do you have any new tricks in the works? I mean, obviously, I'm <laughs> but like new stuff that you've been working on. You don't have to talk about specifics, but just um, to... no. There's tons of tricks that I'm like planning. Trying to plan and wanting mm -hmm. to do for the upcoming contest, I guess. Yeah. None that I haven't done in a contest round, I don't think. Yeah. What's your your process in learning a new trick? Because I know, like, I've been around Marcus when he's try like his whole process. Like, mm -hmm. he's got his goal. He yeah, does he it into the foam and does it. Yeah, and then he gets it perfect into the foam. Goes to the res. He gets it comfortable and then does it to the box. And it's like yeah. one, two, three, and he's. He always gets it. Huh? Yeah, man. I just wonder if you have something a similar process. Something similar to that, but as of right now, I can't ride. Mm -hmm. So I just, honestly, I've been watching videos of the dudes doing the tricks that I want to do. Yeah. And just like, how do they do it? Like, just like I was when I was a little kid. So, yeah, yeah see how it pays off when I could actually jump in the foam pit or jump a jump. Mm -hmm. Do you plan out a uh, contest run before you get to the contest, or is that impossible to do? We do get a, um, a drawing of the course, and I always like map out like a route or whatever, and uh, have everything planned to get there. Yeah, everything. It's, it's like, <laughs> like okay, none of this yeah. works. Yeah, but have, so, so no. you, so you definitely like I've learned to like okay, get like a basic idea of what would be cool, and then just you, I mean you can't really predict anything or expect anything until you're actually there and walking on the course, and then that's when you're like. Everything starts clicking, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then practice. And then practice as well. But practice is hectic at these feasts. Man. Oh, I cannot imagine. Yeah. So many riders are sharing this little course, and we're all trying to do tricks. So it's like and everybody's pretty hungry. I mean, yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah. People change while they're they're in practice. Like like the nicest guy in the world might get mad because he can't get a run in. Um. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the vibe's different. Dude, During practice. Dude, China, the first contest in China, like the first weekend, uh, the feast thought, um, this year, or 2017. That was the first contest ever that I didn't do any of my tricks in practice. Because it was too hectic. All I did was a backflip ET over the box a hundred times, and I was just having a good time laughing with everyone, and it was like one of my better results. Really? Yeah, well, I ended up winning that contest, but... Uh, like, dude, you couldn't do anything you wanted in practice. It was dangerous. So me and my buddy, Colton Walker, we would just, uh, we would just make each other laugh during the whole course because it was just, you couldn't do anything else but get, yeah. <laughs> and then we would just train each other. There were so many times, like, because, like, everyone's, like, high stress. Yeah. Just, like, and I'm just sitting there in tears laughing so damn hard <laughs> because cause me and Colm were just making each other laugh. That's probably why you did better. 100%. Because you were in a completely different mindset and yeah, not, you weren't all mad because yeah. you didn't get to try all your tricks. Yes. You just you took it and went took, with it. Yeah, it took it as it was. That's really awesome. It was, I mean, it's, I mean, it cracks me up now to think about because it's so funny, man. Because I, I just cannot... 
cannot forget just sitting on top of the deck in tears and like two Russians, four other people. I was like, what the hell is so funny, Nick? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I just can't stop laughing. And then practice. Oh, I'll do it in the last day for finals. They do feast is extremely crazy with their organization skills. Yeah. There's zero. <laughs> like, oh, practice starts at two. Nah. Maybe. <laughs> it's completely different. Wow. So um, I missed, I basically only got to ride 10 minutes of practice before um, the finals. And I was just like, this is where the yoga comes in, man, I swear to God, because I was just like, just relax. I mean, you ride, you ride a bike every day. You've ridden, yeah. this, you've ridden this course the last three days. Just, just ride, enjoy it, who cares? Right. Not versus like, normally it's like, I didn't do that trick, I didn't do this trick, I didn't do that trick in practice, I didn't even ride practice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like, just relax, and then somehow pulled it off. Right. Do you kind of go into game mode when, you, when the contest is on, or do you have like a, I don't know, like a song you listen to, or like... I do listen to music. Yeah, is there like a particular, like, you know, like, I listen to these three songs, like, no, or... but I've been thinking about experimenting with that. Yeah. But I don't want to be like too, like my reasoning I haven't done that is because I know a lot of people do that. Like a lot of yeah. people, like Sean White does that. Like he'll visualize his whole entire run while listening to the same exact song he's listening to. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. If you yeah. start it in the same time, you get into that rhythm with the song. Exactly. Yeah. But there's so many variables to our, to the speed, or to the feast thing. Yeah. I just want to take it as it is. And, um, because you I mean, I'm not too much of the, like, oh, I have to plan everything. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, how often do our plans get, like, something happens? You land right? funny, you go a certain Anything, way, yeah. you're not going at the Practice started an hour ago. Yeah. Like, you can't plan for everything, so it's like, you better, it's best to just take moment to moment and just feel out every moment, I feel like. Yeah. But there is, like, like... Like, well, no, I actually have a lot of songs in my playlist. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, I can never remember the freaking song that I was listening to when I do well. Really? There's only one song, or there's only one time where I actually, like, oh, wait, I was listening to that song. And then, um, but yeah, because I was trying to think of that. So I'm like, where the hell is my head? But, like, lately I've been doing, like, before, and I feel like it's been helping, it's just, just reminding myself that I'm on a bike. Mm-hmm. Somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Just keep keep like, yourself grounded. Yeah, 100%. And just, I make myself, I don't even need to make myself, but I just smile while I'm dropping in. Like I stare at the coping. And it just puts me in the zone. Like I don't even know. It's super weird. Yeah, I can remember watching Simple Session. Like while it's happening and stuff, you're always, you look like you're riding like you are any other time. Just happy and <laughs> like, riding around. Even when you fall. <laughs> you're like smiling when really you're getting up. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's shit happens, you know? Yeah, it's, like, it's what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Being like, mad probably isn't going to... It's not going to get you anywhere. It's not going to start sure. the timer over. No, exactly. There's no wasted energy, that's for sure. Right. So, uh, but yeah, it's... And sometimes falls are fun. You're just sliding and... Yeah. Sometimes you walk out perfectly fine. Other times you have a broken collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you want to ask about judging? Um, I mean, how do you think about Judge the Olympics? Like, 
So I feel like with BMX in general, it's so diverse. Like, I mean, everybody's good for a different thing that they do, you know, or a different niche. Like, do you think it'll be like, I'm not even sure exactly how to word it. Um, well, he's told me about before, or maybe it was Marcus's dad, how you, at some contests, you like, you feel like figure out your run. And you give the judges your your run. Oh gosh! And then, and then they base your score off of. They'll tell you what that perfect run would get if you did perfect. That's uh, that's Nitro World Games. Okay, somebody was telling me about that. What was that like three straight jumps or? Well, that was just their their best trick contest actually does that, so you know exactly what tricks worth. Yeah, which is crazy, but I think Street League's like that. The skateboarding event. Oh really? Yeah, they, you could calculate a run. Yeah. I think that makes sense if they tell you like what it would score based on how well you do it. Yeah, we're but not, there's so much dude, involved. So well, it's, see, it's crazy, too, because you got someone like Drew Bazanson, yes. who, um, like, he might not do, I mean, I don't know if he can, maybe he can do cash rolls, I don't know. But, like, if he doesn't necessarily do a cash roll, but he foofs, like, a 15, mm-hmm. like, foot beam right. in the middle of his run, I mean... Yeah, that's right. got to be. I don't know how you judge that. We talked a lot last weekend or whenever they had that dealer day here. There was a few people talking about how like you got to have people who have been there judging it, like right. people who've been in that position, people who can actually or could actually go out there and do it, so they know, like they know the difference between a cash roll and a sub rail fufanu. Right. We're um. That's what I'm happy with about the feast. Like every year, they they want the riders' feedback, and they and they they Van Holm is a judge. Um, they they're getting That's good riders. Legit. Yeah, they're getting legit judges each year, so it's getting better. But yeah, that's always the question, like because you just never know what the heck the judges want. Mm-hmm. And I think they're working on something for this summer, like to try something a bit different, or I don't know exactly to be honest. I mean, I feel like they. Whatever the feast is doing, that's the model of Olympics. Yeah, 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 honestly. Yeah. What? Do you have an ideal way that you would prefer, like they judge contests to be judged? Yeah. Like, do you have anything that you, your ideal set of rules and? Oh yeah. Because I've used it judging amateur contests, and um, and I know a few other guys have too, and they kind of like the model. So it's like, um, so we have. Say we only have three judges. Mm-hmm. One's on. One's on like height, mm-hmm. um, style, or whatever. Landing or something. Execution. Mm-hmm. One's on trick difficulty, and one's on um, course utilization. Okay. And then you just individually score. You don't even. I'm just focused on the tricks. Yeah. I don't care what the hell. How uh, he used the course and just wanted to see the tricks. Yeah. Right. And um, all I care about is how he lands. How he lands and how high, how high he went. Yeah. That. And then you just combine the scores because there's too much like. I mean, everyone has their different opinions, mm-hmm. but we've seen that. I mean, there's still different like. But it always like because they've tested that like watching different contest runs and like just doing like a make believe. Yeah. And then the results were pretty damn similar. Really. Yeah. But Nikolai. Forgotten. Mm-hmm. He was like, he swears by that system. That makes a lot of it sense. It does make a lot of sense. Because you take out the, uh, the subjectivity, 
like of it. Yeah, oh, whenever, three different people. Yeah, whenever yeah. you're, I'm looking at horse use. I mean, you can't, you can't like. That's an objective thing. Right. Like how much someone uses the course can't be like swayed by how I feel about them. One hundred percent. Yeah. And then trick difficulty. Once you figure out how to do that, right, you can you can make that objective too. And heights, completely objective. Whoever's going high, yeah, are. and how yeah. smooth they're landing. No that's, cases, no foot babbles. That definitely takes. Yeah. Doesn't matter whether it's a flip or a three sixty. It's just how smooth it was. Yeah. As long yeah. as those people aren't biased in what right. they're writing down, that makes sense. Yeah. Right now, it's five judges at the fees and X Games, and they just dropped the high and the low scores and then average the three. So it's, um, you get the, the low bias and the high bias, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's still, like, so much gray area. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there's, I mean, I always thought it was so hard, like, with judging, like, any, like, smaller contests that we've done. Um, it's hard. Because, like, my personality is that somebody goes out there and uh, we have a crappy run, but, like, their time's over, but then they land something awesome. Oh, I'm, like, super, I'm super, you know, psyched. I'm like, that was badass. Right. But that's not fair to the other people who went out there and, like, did this perfect, flawless run. Yep. You know? Right. And As a rider, yeah, you, I try to uh, always trick them. Like, lack of a better word, just mind. Like, just give them wow factor, like, in different mm-hmm. spots. Like, mm-hmm. okay, Nick's slowing down. Oh, never mind. Like, yeah. just trying to keep them excited the whole time. But, I mean, everything's so damn exciting anymore. Yeah. Like, people are doing the craziest things at the moment. So. Seriously. But, yeah, that's the thing. Because you can't let the... That's what I'm curious. Like, do these judges just get over... Like, say I... Because you see it a lot. Okay, at Feast. Because the guy that qualified eighth, he rides eighth. But the guy in... He'll... No, this is your prime example. In 2014, um, for a simple session, I still swear my qualifying runs were the best I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Even, I mean, maybe not to this day, but they were solid. Like, I've never pulled so many tricks that I've wanted to in runs. Barely made the finals. Yeah. But that's because I was, like, first group or... Oh, based oh, on because you're, you're so at. early they, in yeah, that they didn't want to give you a, yeah, a crazy exactly. score. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Because even, even at the feast. Like, if you're, I mean, top six, you still have a chance to make top three. But if you're past top six, because it's, typically it's, like, me, Logan, Colborn, and, uh... Kyle. Kyle hasn't been doing the feasts too well. But, um... Guys that you know are going to put a run down. Mm-hmm. Um, so these guys that... Sometimes they do put a really solid rundown. They deserve top three. But because of where, like, in the last group, we get all the, the wow, oh. Yeah. Oh, like, you I mean, just yeah. get the extra, like, excitement. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, how the hell, like, the judges need to, like, control their emotions or something. Yeah. Or, do you have focus. to mix people up and it's, put, like, the top four dudes. That's the hard part. One of each top four dudes in four different classes. Yeah. Heats. Judging is so complicated. Super tough. There's got to be a way to make it simpler. Well, that's like one of the good things. That, I mean, if the Olympics are two years away-ish, I mean... There's time. There's time to keep working on it. Yeah, and there's plenty of contests out there that right. could keep practicing. It's not just the Olympics, but... Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I mean, we learned a lot just now. We all, everybody thought that you were in it, and 
Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> now we're finding out you're still qualified. There's still a lot of process left to be made, but yeah. It's all exciting. Yeah, I mean that's I think that's a good thing though, because there was people who were mad that like someone like Nyquist because they thought that Team USA was the Olympics and Nyquist wasn't in there. They're like, what the heck? Why isn't Nyquist in there? Oh, yeah. Now people can be like, well, no one's in there yet. Right. No one's in there yet. And just just the Team USA deal for us, USA Cycling, it's just solely based off our results Yeah. from the overall FISA World Rankings. Mm-hmm. So nothing against Nyquist. He just didn't get the points. Right. So it's just like... That's why it's interesting now that people know that. Yeah. Like, who knows what the hell will happen after for 2019's USA Cycling Team. Yeah. Yes. Maybe the focus for Feist might, like, be, like, even More moved up. Yeah. yeah. I just hope it doesn't become a contest of who has the most money. Because not, um, not everybody can go to China. Oh. You know? That like, was Rob Delecki's yeah, counter as not well. Not everybody can afford that. And that's, that's why... Yeah. Um, USA BMX is getting involved. USA Cycling because they mm-hmm. want to recognize these younger riders. Yeah. And because um, I think they're gonna do a couple in the states events that oh, will, cool. will give I, them some sort of opportunity to get to a feast or whatnot. Yeah, I heard. Like I talked to Carl nowhere when the whole thing was starting, and there were supposed to be events in the U.S. that he talked about. Yeah, that was a different guy. I mean. Was it? Dude, yeah, because I, I, I got to go to the USA BMX Grands mm-hmm. um, 2016. <clears throat> and, like, they were showing me around, like, show, like yeah, this is where your Olympic Training Center will be. Like, you'll have a full park course, yada, yada. Like, this guy named... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> name drop. <laughs> totally name drop. <laughs> What's the name mar- or time marker? All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But he, I, he meant he means well. He's still a good dude. But he, <laughs> I think he just didn't understand. Like, no, there's still a lot of steps to be made before yeah. uh, you could be telling people, yeah, we have a four contest series yeah. in 2017, and then s- slowly the dates come closer, and they're like, yeah, we don't have the money. Yeah, we don't have the money. Oh uh, yeah, there's no events at all. So this is like, and then I haven't seen that guy since. So it's like, yeah. who the heck was that guy? Because he came in out of nowhere. Yeah. rallied us all up like yeah. hey, you're gonna get everything or yeah. not even like that but it's just like oh cool there's some more stuff coming up mm-hmm. and but he made it seem like yes for no doubt and then nope <laughs> yeah. but it's fine at least he didn't go to the contest and then he didn't get paid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or show up and the, the guys were sitting around with the wood on the ground <laughs> yes <laughs> that's <laughs> oh man um so is there anything that you wanted to talk about on this? Anything that you came thought about? I have no idea. Like I said, I, I like the whole freestyle. Yeah, video. absolutely. This is cool. This is a really good combo. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just kind of like the idea of ending it on the fact that no one's in the Olympics yet. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good way. Good way to end it. Yeah. Like, now you know. No one has to argue at this point because anyone can try. It's true. Do you think they'll ever put street in there? There has been like um, some sort of like uh, talk about that. Like, yeah. like holy crap, street could be added as well, just because they are doing like pretty neat, like legit contest series, I guess. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, even you know, though seems real street. Yeah, yeah. That's so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, no one really knew that free, uh, Park would be in, so. Right. I guess it probably would depend on how well Park does yeah. in the Olympics. That's pretty cool. So do we end it? Yeah. All right. Hey. Right. Thanks for being on. Yeah. Thank you, Brad. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It was no. fun. Thank you, guys. And thank you, Ray's. Yeah, thanks, Keith from Ray's for helping us out. What he said. <laughs> and remember, no one's in the Olympics yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a kind of one. Yeah. <laughs>